Listening to the Julio from New York show 2.0, episode 130, the new normal. Recorded live on Thursday, March 26, 2020. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode some new things happening with my life. The news chunk, and of course, a big part of the entertainment chunk. So, this will probably be an average size episode. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts for you to listen to. Heart and soul of New York City. So, we're going to get to this in a moment. You never know what we have in store. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 130, recorded live on Thursday, March 26. So,、uh, let's see. As I mentioned in the last episode, I was under the weather. This week, I am in much better shape. I'm around 70 to 80%, I, sh- I-, I say. I secured a new place of residence in Queens. So, you know, that's going to be a thing. Hopefully, by this weekend, I'll be moving. And then by the next episode, when I'm recording, it will be、uh, in, in a new place of residence. So, there's that to look forward to. Let's see. What else? What else?、Um, my job.、Uh, you know, obviously. With the whole New York on pause, my job is irrelevant. It's not essential. So I'm not working,、uh, which is good because I'm, I'm healing and getting better. So it's a, it's a great thing that I'm not being exposed to the elements or to people. But that aside,、um, I am getting paid for it, which is good. I'm getting paid for my time off. And、uh, the company is making weekly checkups. You know, we're doing like these web connects and.、Uh, Going over policy procedures, checking up on me, seeing if I have any questions, just keeping us apprised of possible moving and dealings that are happening in the background for the future for when、uh, the city does decide to lift the pause lockdown. And of course, what else is there to say? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it on my end. I, I don't have a lot to say about myself. There's going to be a lot more for me to talk about in the entertainment chunk. And of course,、uh, for now, let's get on with the news. Okay, on with the news. So let's go on. Well, not let's go. We're not going anywhere, but、um, a shout out to the, you know,、I'm, I work in retail. So I have a lot of respect for people who work in retail because 
it's not really the most rewarding job. My job is definitely better than most in terms of benefits and pay and whatever, but there's a lot of other retail companies that don't treat their employees as well. And speaking of which, there's this uh, private bookstore that's famous in New York City. It's called Strand. And they just recently laid off 188 workers. So these people, um, despite the fact that this is one of the few retail chains that have a union, uh, their union doesn't have much power in the way of uh, being able to protect, protect their workers and giving them decent wages or benefits or anything like that. So they weren't able to protect these 188 workers that got laid off. So this is just more people that um, will be having, having to collect unemployment because uh, they currently don't get paid by anybody. And uh, so, I mean, the ones that are full-time, that were full-time, I should say, they'll be able to collect unemployment. The part-timers, they uh, are SOL, unfortunately. Speaking of which, in the U.S., currently there's more than 3 million people filing unemployment because of this whole shutdown. Mostly, I'm guessing, uh, restaurant workers and uh, service providers, not service providers, but servers, you know, people who work in the food industry, especially, um, or hotel industry, things like that. Uh, because, yeah, their, their whole business is having, is filling seats and, or in, in the hotel case, filling rooms and servicing these people. And without anybody to service, there's no business. And so... Those people are out of work, and these restaurants are also going out of business. A lot of them, smaller private businesses are going out. The bigger chains obviously have um, their own resources, but of course that's not going to stop them from asking for bailout money and things like that. But anyways, uh, there's more than 3 million people now filing unemployment. And as I mentioned, uh, there's a pause going on. Governor Cuomo did put New York under pause, uh, took effect this Sunday uh, as of 8 p.m. on Sunday, and he, for the moment, he's decreed that uh, non-essential workers are going to be staying at home until, at the very least, the 19th of April. And then we will reassess if people can go, if non-essential people can go back to work. And, um, you know, we'll have business as normal. But as far as we know, that's not going to be the case. And so the essential workers are basically... You know, sanitation, hospitals, groceries, because people, grocers, because people need food, pharmacies, because people need medicine and stuff like that. Uh, liquor, because people need to get wasted, I guess. Uh, and they also offer other items in the in liquor in liquor stores where they can get it. In California, it's um, marijuana. Uh, let's see, um, transportation. Obviously, you need MTA. You need people that the, the, you need the essential people to be able to get from point A to point B. Delivery people like uh, the post office, UPS, FedEx, those kind of people are essential. And um, things of that nature. Uh, obviously, there, there'll be links on my uh, show notes so you can click on the news stories and get more information. Also, you know, Corona is a big thing. Uh, hospitals are starting to feel the strain, especially in New York, because uh, a lot of people are getting tested. There are also a lot of cases right now. As of yesterday, there was 30 thousand plus cases of corona in the state of new york and i'm guessing more than definitely more than 50 percent but i want to say more than 60 to 70 percent of that 30,000 is in new york city alone so the hospitals are filling up 
other types of procedures are being canceled, like uh, operations. Like, so if you had to remove, if you had to, like, if you had a cancer surgery, that's been canceled. Uh, dentist appointments definitely are canceled. Uh, anything like that. It's all, it's all basically for COVID-19. That's what the hospitals are being used for right now. So, you know, things are, things are serious. Speaking of all this, despite, you know, evidence to the contrary, Trump, because all he cares about is business. He doesn't care if people die. And he doesn't like the fact that there are no businesses, no businesses being done and the stock market is plummeting. And, and so that's affecting his fortunes. And so he wants to try to end Corona, the, the lockdown by Easter, which I think is around the April 19th timeline as well by Como. But uh, that, that's a horrible idea because we're not going to be anywhere near flattening the curve at that point. At that point, we'll probably hit the apex of how much people have been infected with Corona. And it will probably have to be at least two months, maybe three months before we the curve flattens. And then you can really finally minimize the exposure. If you ended by the 19th, when we're still just really f- getting a grand you know, a a better overall picture of how COVID-19 has affected this country, you will have given it the opportunity to just explode even more, which will just put even more strain on all these things and will be even more bad for business because people are not going to be able to go out. And if they do, they get sick and they die. So like, where are you going to get your patrons and stuff? It's just, it's just a dumb, and not, not to mention your labor, your staff, will be infected now now everyone's affected it's just it's just a dumb idea but you know he doesn't think medically or logically or empathetic empathetic empathetically he's thinking from his uh from his wallet and his own obviously this is also making him look bad so he's also looking at it from his point of ego which is stupid um and uh, yeah that's that's all I have for the news let's go on to entertainment So I've had a lot of time to watch stuff since I've been sick and things like that. So one thing I, I saw was this computer animated movie that came on my came came to my radar called White Snake. Um, it's a it's a computer a Chinese a Chinese computer animated movie. Uh, obviously, it's based in Chinese mythology about demons, uh, what the Japanese would call yakai. I, I didn't get to hear the they didn't say the Chinese word for it. I, I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it if if they did. But yeah, the snake. So the, the main character is this white snake. She's a female. And apparently she was trying to regain immortality and because uh, whatchamacallit, uh, apparently demons aren't immortal. They live long lives, but they're not immortal. And she was trying to achieve immortal status. But in order to do that, she... Um, there was something about her that's that's not complete, and so she went into a life a lifeline or something, and she so she went to like five hundred years in the past, to whatever that Ming Dynasty or whatever period of China, and she was an assassin and she had to kill the this general because this general was evil and he was sucking up the spirits of snake spirits or snake demons to make himself immortal. And obviously that that is a against the laws of nature and whatever. And so she's trying, she has to 
kill them off. So in this in this universe, demons are not what the way Christians associate as evil. Demons are just supernatural beings. But which I learned that in my Russian mythology class that the word demons that, that Russians use and Asians uh, use is it's very interchangeable with like deities or spirits or or whatever. They don't yeah they don't have it doesn't have a negative connotation. And um, anyway, so this. She has a battle with um, a Taoist, which I guess is a priest uh, or a spiritual advisor of the general, and he's also evil. And in the fight, there was a big explosion. She got amnesia. She stayed in her human form. And she gets uh, rescued from a lake or whatever and brought over to a, ironically, a snake-catching village. And obviously, this village used to be something else, but it became a snake-catching village because... That's what the general wants. They want, he wants all the villages to capture snakes to bring to him so he can suck out their essence and, you know, do his uh, immortal, immortal spell or whatever. Because they don't realize that the general is evil. They're just following orders. Anyway, she falls in love with this snake catcher who ironically is afraid of snakes. And he has this loyal dog and whatnot. And it's a fun, interesting storyline. I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely something I've never seen before. It's Chinese mythology, so I know nothing of it. And I liked it. The animation was pretty, pretty amazing, pretty well done. They were trying to do things. They were trying to make it a little more uh, human, humanistic, like fluid in terms of like the movement or whatever. So that, that was, it was definitely a little, um, what's the word? It didn't look, it was a little bit unrealistic. It didn't look quite realistic as uh, they were trying to portray, but they did a decent job. So yeah, if if you ever want to check it out, they have subtitles. If you're okay with subtitles, you can watch the movie. It's called White Snake. Other than that, I, you know, there's been very few new things that I've been watching. For the most part, I've been rewatching shows like Monk and Farscape because those are feel-good shows for me, and uh, I enjoy watching them and just reliving these favorite moments of mine with these characters because uh, they're very endearing and lovable. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I love watching them right now. I'm on season three of Farscape. So I'm almost done. I'm 75% of the way. There's only one more season and then the, uh, two part mini series and then it's over monk. There's, I don't know how many seasons, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun show. Uh, the other new shows, uh, there are a couple of new shows I'm watching. Of course, uh, carnival row is an Amazon exclusive with Orlando Bloom and, uh, Clara, D. Levine or whatever her name is, or Ciara D. Levine. I, I don't know her name. She was in this other sci-fi movie that I watched. It was interesting. She's normally she's mostly known as a model, but it's a show. It's sort of a set in Victorian England, but it's sort of a steampunk genre-based film because of the technology that's used. And of course, there's also Fae. So there's supernatural. It's an, it's an urban steampunk fantasy is what I would call it. And it's an interesting show. It's a dark show. Um, Orlando Bloom is playing a detective. He was in the military. He was helping his city fight this war against this other group of people called the Pact, who were, I guess, they're anti-fay. But at the same time, even though they're anti-fay, they're using supernatural means, like like they inject themselves with um, with lycanthropy to become werewolves to hunt the fae 
And uh, but in general, everyone hates the Fey. The Fey are very are, are seen as less than for some reason. Humans think they're superior, and um, you know it's a, it's a dystopic looking world, but it's interesting. I like it. Clara Levine's character is sort of in love with Orlando Bloom's character. I, I don't remember their names at the moment because you know me and names. I'm horrible with them. Her name is um, oh come on. It was such an interesting name too. Something I forget her first name. Last name is Moss Stone. Ah, shoot. Anyways, I'm bad with names. Uh, I finished watching an anime called uh, The Cautious Hero. Subtitled: The Hero is Overpowered but Overly Cautious. It was a fun 23 episode anime. I think it was 23 or 24 episodes. You know, all 30 minutes. So it was a fun show. It started out as a very wacky isekai show as of, um, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of that other isekai show that I like that's very slice of life and hysterical. Um, but it was basically, it started off like that, but then it got more serious towards the end because, you know, actual consequences happened. Whereas the show that I'm thinking of, uh, which I think is called Yatsuba or Fansuka, I'm so bad with names. But anyways... That other show that I'm talking about, there are no real consequences. It's just it's just a slice of life of uh, these um, characters that just can't catch a break. But, but in this one, he's supposed to be the hero of this horrible world that seems to be um, the, the scales are bounced in the favor of the bad guys. Um, but he's also a very high powered guy. But at the same time, he's also extremely cautious, like he won't fight a level three character, let's say, unless he's a level 10, like things like that. He, he'll, he'll go completely overboard and he'll, he'll always want to exercise the nuclear option for 100% absolute guarantee victory. And, um, but yeah, I ended up watching, I ended up finishing the season. It was a good show. I recommend it. It's on Hulu if you, if you have Hulu. Um, and finally, the last show that I'm currently uh, watching the catching up on is season two of Himutu Umaru-chan. Umaru-chan. Uh, which is basically about this girl who spoiled rotten by her older brother. And at school, she's considered like this idol. She's beautiful. She's the perfect student and everyone loves her. She's popular. But at home, she's like this slacker uh, kid, very immature, who expects to be doted on and acts like a, like a five-year-old. And, you know, her brother endures it, but he also loves her. And she do she does have a little bit of a bro complex because whenever someone shows any sign of affection of not affection attraction to her older brother she does start getting a little jealous and insecure so you know it's a cool show i i i like the first episode the first season i should say so I'm, i was glad to see that there was a second season though it wasn't on crunchyroll it, i found this one on amazon which was interesting came out in 2017 but i didn't i was unaware of it until recently so i'm now watching that and um Okay, so this is not going to be a 30-minute episode, which is fine. As you can tell from my the cracks in my voice, I'm still not 100%. Like I said, I'm around 70 to 80. And this is the most I've talked since I've been sick because I've been resting my, my throat to, to heal. So anyway, if you guys have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at juliofromny at protonmail.com or... You can go to my website, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Go to the contact section on the page and write to me there. And of course, I'm also on Twitter, at juliofromny. So until next time, thank you for listening.